0: Georgia Tech, your daily podcast on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Georgia Tech fans? Bryce Kuhn here, and we are here with the Locked On Georgia Tech YouTube channel. Couldn't be more excited to bring that to you Tuesday, as is today, and continue that throughout the history of this channel. Listen, I'm so glad that you decided to join us. And listen, I'm really glad that you decided to make us your first listen each and every single day. We've got a great show on tap for you. I know last night was not what you wanted to see, kind of a nightmare situation. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, kind of where I think this program, the football program is here in 2022. Then we're going to roll into our delayed mailbag Monday, and we're going to finish it off talking about what in the world is going on with Georgia Tech men's basketball. We're going to talk about the – take women's basketball program later in the week. But I want to talk about this men's basketball program in the final segment. But listen, first off, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Uh, just, listen. Sonos is an experience like never before. If you want to experience a game, with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, mu- movies, music, gaming, and more. you got to visit Sonos.com to learn more. Well, my name is Bryce Coon. If you've been listening to the podcast, keep doing it. It's going to still be in the audio version, but we're hoping that you will continue to come over to the YouTube side of things and make this part of what makes this show so special. I'm going to talk a little bit about today. And what I want you to do is follow me on social media at Bryce underscore Kuhn on Twitter. And what I want you to do is I want you to follow, ask questions, get engaged, join our Discord channel. You can give me more for that information over there as well. We've got a great show on tap for you. So let's dive right in. You know, today we'll say, and I don't believe there is one. There is a 2022 off season that starts today. I'm not buying that. There's no such thing as off-season in college football. We've learned that through the transfer portal, the emergence of that, through recruiting with the addition of the early signing day. We've learned a lot of things about what has changed the game of football. And a lot of you have asked me, and we've been in groups, and you've been frustrated, and understandably so. But a lot of you have sat here and said, well, what does Georgia Tech have to do? Is it spend money? Is it recruit better? Is it develop better? And I want to talk about that because I think it's a perfect time to talk about it. The national championship game was last night. The the folks over in Athens won the national championship. It's there. Whether you like it or not, it happened. And I think the time is to stop comparing to what they're doing and worry about ourselves. What can Georgia Tech do to be the best version of themselves under Jeff Collins, which is the current head coach? Whether you like it or not, that's the current head coach. And I think that we have to be willing to say, yes, this is a team, and I saw the tweet floating around. You know, I think Georgia won 14 games this year. Georgia Tech's won 14 games since, like, October 5th, 2018. Okay, all of this aside, there's still reason for optimism. The transfer portal has been hit very hard by Jeff Collins and the staff. They've done a great job. New running backs coach Mike Daniels is throwing out offers in the state of Ohio as we speak, left and right. There's a lot to look ahead to and say, I can be happy about the product that's potentially coming. And 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 I can get excited about what's coming. There's a new offensive coordinator who promises and who every single stop of the way and the resume speaks for himself is going to continue to make a change and be a little bit more, let's say, creative in the play calling. There's a lot of things that you can take away. Yes, last night sucked. You never want to see your arch enemy, your rival, your nemesis, hoist the national championship trophy. But these two programs are in different realms, so let's don't worry about it. Put it to rest. There's nothing you can do about it. You have to focus on 2022. I think this program is obviously in a weird situation. The best way I would say is that the coaching staff that is there now, you wish it was there two to three years ago. How long is the runway for this new staff to try to take off? That's going to be the question that we're going to have to see how it's answered over the next couple of uh, months Uh, By this time next year, we'll have a good answer of that. But through the portal, guys like Amari Harvey, guys like Zach Gibson, the two offensive linemen, the tight end from Illinois, those are big-time pickups. The additions on the coaching staff, Chip Long, Mike Daniels, Traverse Tillman. I mean, these are all great pickups, especially for where this program is. And we got to be realistic about it. Accept it doesn't mean you have to be happy about it, but accept it. Don't be delusional. And I think Georgia Tech is going to be able to reap the benefits of some of these decisions. We'll have to see how long they allow them to carry out that process. You've got talented guys. I think you have some guys. You have more of Jeff Collins players. It's been well-documented that there was a strenuous relationship between Paul Johnson-recruited guys and Jeff Collins-recruited guys. And I can tell you firsthand experience, And knowing what's happening inside the locker room is that the Jeff Collins recruited players are bought in. They're bought in. And so what that does is you have a larger amount of players that believe in the head coach. They were recruited by him. So they're more often they are more a little more committed to the current regime. And I think that was a problem last year in the locker room. I think it was a problem last year in the locker room. I'm excited to see what the next wave of Georgia Tech football can be. And you should, too. Now, listen, you're going to hear it from your Georgia, you know, Bulldog counterparts. Hey, you know, you haven't won a championship since, you know, so many times. And, and they're and listen, that's just college football. That's just how it is. Does Georgia Tech need to recruit better? Yes. And they're trending that way. The next step is the development of the players on campus because you can recruit Two to three cycles. And this is the spot that Georgia Tech's in. Jeff Collins brought a lot of excitement to the program. He brought a lot of opportunity for investment, both social and actual monetary investment. But my thing with this is, and we've already got mailbag Mondays coming in, as Jeff Collins brought in this investment opportunity and this marketing and built the program. It brought excitement. What did that do? It brought recruits. that They really weren't pulling in before. Okay. So that happened. Well, now the difference between a good, great, and elite programs is can you can have the continuity to continue it. And that is the spot that Georgia Tech's in. They've had some good recruiting. They're still young in that department, but can you develop it So now the next wave of 2023, 2024 and 2025 guys, can they say, okay if I go there, I'm also going to be developed and potentially have a chance to play on Sundays. And I truly, truly believe that has got to be the next step. That's got to be what happens next. If not, then it's going to fizzle out and a new coach will have to come in and restart it. That's what's going to happen. It's recruiting and development. Both of the teams last night have done that at an elite level, Alabama longer than Georgia, but Georgia's done over the past five, six years. Georgia Tech has to get to the point where they can recruit and then develop those guys. And this year is going to be huge. This offseason is huge. This workout are huge. This spring practice is massive for Georgia Tech. They've got to show that ability to recruit, which they have, develop So that leads to more continuity and higher rated guys and higher ceiling guys will now join the fray because they see a path in the NFL because that's these kids' ultimate goal is to go to the next level. And if they don't see the opportunity to either win a championship or go to the NFL, then they're not coming. They're not going to come on a consistent basis. You may have one sprinkled in, and Georgia Tech's seen that, but on a consistent basis they will not come. I think that's just kind of how it is and and kind of how it's been rolling over the past you know, so many years that we've seen Georgia Tech struggle. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in some of the mailbag questions. But, hey, I want to let you know that you know, this whole thing about GetUpside is real. It's real. And I'm telling you that you need to check it out. GetUpside, listen, this is what my listeners are doing. They're making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time that they fill up. Use promo code SCORE. And get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. So listen, don't pay full price at the pump anymore. And if you're like me, you travel a lot, you're doing a lot of running around, especially around the Atlanta area, you can spend up to two, three, four hundred dollars $400 a month on gas. And there's no reason to do that when you have an opportunity like you do with GetUpside. The cash back gets added right back to your account, and you can cash it out in any way. You would want it actually in your bank account? You can do that. You want it with a digital version, Amazon, an e-gift card, PayPal, you can do that as well. All you need to do right now is download that free get upside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Back here on Locked On Georgia Tech and I want to tell you as we roll into kind of this mailbag Monday that is obviously delayed. Today's Tuesday, I'm aware thanks for thanks for letting me know we had an audio issue issue on yesterday's. But I think what's interesting is the fan base is there, and so I've got my questions right here that we put out, and let's get to them because we had a lot of action happening. By the time this episode launches, we're going to have even more happening as well. A couple of the questions that I got were were interesting. I'll, I'll say that because Georgia Tech has the opportunity to play very, very well at the next level. And they can do that. So, I got my man William Mayfield over on Twitter. William says, How many many more football transfers are we looking at? And how many more high school players are we looking to sign? Anyone a strong Georgia Tech lean or is anyone else rumored to be leaving? leaving? William, I appreciate you as always, always uh, supporting. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. When this episode drops, by the time you watch it, there's going to be a new transfer. He's already in Atlanta. You know, probably know who he is. He will be. Um, as for high school, I mean, and Bonner Bonner's still out there. Uh, I think they're going to be looking at that. It's going to be interesting to see, though, how they roll. But transfer-wise, there's one already there. Uh, Another question from Da Dave at Charlie31830579 on Twitter. He says, Bryce, who should Georgia Tech target in the portal? And I said, football or basketball? And he said, football. And I said, well, they've announced four. got Amari Harvey, and then they got one more in Hassan Hall that is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, He could be a dynamic player. Obviously, Kari G is there as well. I feel very confident. You know how I feel on Hassan Hall. By the time this episode drops, we could be seeing some news on that. Kari G, on the other hand, it's it's kind of still up in the air. Uh, This is from Brian Gage uh, at B Gage on Twitter. Bryce, why is all Georgia Tech men's sports pain? And and I want to give credit to my friend Wayne Lawson on here. He goes, "Listen, basketball won the ACC last year and went to the dance. Baseball won the Coastal and went to regionals and is built. And I'll say this, Wayne, to back you up even more: baseball is building something special. Tennis was average and hockey's pretty good." Now, listen, this is the thing right here. You can decide to be a Debbie Downer, and that's what my friend William Mayfield put on here, but I want to talk about this. The idea that the men's sports programs are not good. Listen, football's obviously down. Basketball's struggling. We're going to talk about that in the last segment. But in this scenario with baseball, they're building something special. They've arguably got the best catcher in college baseball, you know, in Kevin Parada. Uh, you need to make your way out to the campus to go watch him play. Or if you're not around and they're, you're, you're around somewhere where they're traveling, you definitely need to. But the ACC tourney last year was an awesome opportunity to see what Georgia Tech's and Josh Pastner has built. Um, you know, Brian, I don't want to throw you into the bus, but your response, I, I'm just not a Debbie Downer type of person. We all know last year's ACC tourney was make-believe. Baseball is a consistent disappointment, failing once again to advance out of a regional they hosted. Um I'll give you hockey and lax well, baseball did not host their regional last year, and um they Center wasn't make believe that actually happened, so just to let you know that actually did happen. we got another question on here, and let's uh let's get to that, and I can tell you some more stuff as well bryce who should we root for? In the national championship game, obviously that was that's a tough one. I think Alabama was obvious; it was very obvious the support was for Alabama in that. But I want to go back to kind of the frustration around the men's programs. Um, you know, this is this is interesting for me when you see kind of what the programs around Georgia Tech have done. The question has been, well, what is it going to take? And I've seen some questions even on Facebook, and someone sent me this: is money. There has to be investment in the program, and we talked about you know a little bit about that when we were talking in the first segment about what has to change and what can be excited about. On the coaching side, there's that, but an investment aspect. It, listen, attendance has got to get up, and it's one of those balance effects of if attendance is not is down, attendance needs to come up. But people don't want to come unless there's a better product. Well, one thing's going to have to give. If not, then you're going to be stuck in mediocrity or le- less than average of what you are. But I think with what Georgia Tech has is it's, you know, Josh Pate said this, and a good friend of mine over on 24-7 Sports. Obviously, if you're a college football fan, then you've watched what he does. He's been very high on what Jeff Collins has done, hasn't obviously talked about this year, but because there's not been reason to. You know, there's been a lot of fans saying, well, we're, we're obsolete to Georgia. You are. You are. And that's why you stop worrying about it and worry about yourself and getting better and improving on your own You can improve on your own accord. Worry about yourself. And I think Georgia Tech has the ability to do that. Does money need to be put in the program? Probably. Probably. It's going to take a donor. It's going to take somebody. We're going to have to see, though, where that comes up. Because I don't have the money. I sure don't. I don't know how many viewers of this is going to have the money. But I'm telling you one thing. If Georgia Tech wants to be competitive, you're going to have to. It's the new age college football, the NIL. It's going to be interesting. There was another question for me that said, hey, how do we line up in the new NIL era? You know, going into it, I was kind of, you know, excited because I thought being in Atlanta gives you the more opportunities. But Georgia Tech's going to have to do something. Listen, the TiVo deal was fantastic. That was good. But other schools, if it's going to be free agency, which is what we're already seeing transfer portal-wise, if Georgia Tech is – let's just be hypothetical – if Auburn, and let's do go comparable, if Auburn's offering a kid as an NIL opportunity, whether you think it's legal or not, if Auburn has an NIL opportunity for $750,000 for a quarterback and Georgia Tech say, well, we can do $200,000, where's the kid going? I don't want to say the kid's going to go for the money every single time, but let's don't be naive. This is the new age of college football, and it's the new age of kind of what's happening. We need to be realistic about where this is because it's not in a good place when you're talking about a team-like program like Georgia Tech to be able to compete consistently. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about hoops. I want to dive into that. But, hey, I want to let you first off know about Bet Online. Listen, ha- happy new betting year. And, listen, if you didn't get in on the action last night on the under, then I don't know what you were doing. But Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports wagering action for 2022. And it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Now I got it right here, and I want you to do it as well. It's a new year. They've got a new website and a new mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code locked on to get started. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, and it's betonline where the game starts. Let's talk a little bit about basketball. And you know, in my opinion, I think the basketball is lacking a lot. And I think that the hoops expectations on the men's side were obviously a lot coming in and maybe they should have been tempered. And it sounds a lot like it does with football is it should have been tempered. But I want to lay into this, the the key reasons for the struggles, complete lack of a ball handler with actual command of the offense, because Oftentimes we see players standing around way too much, way too much. And it's not its not good. You, you can't just stand around on the free throw line or the three-point three, three point line and just wait. So that's an issue. Another thing for me is the lack of a big man. There's there's an absence. It's not even the lack, it's the absence. Rodney Howard's health is obviously a question of concern for the rest of the season. Bubba Parham, with the news coming out about him, he's not a big man, but I thought that would be willing to point out, and we'll talk about that in a second. Jordan Mecca offers to me the most upside as a great athlete. And then Saba. Saba's a project, completely offensively is a project. Footwork needs to be better, whole nine yards. But what I'm trying to tell you is is that the absence of what you lost last year, you're seeing it, and it happens. It happens. It's unfortunate it has to happen in a year where DeVoe is putting up big-time numbers. But I want to talk into that as well because – the absence of a big absence of a serviceable big man, the absence of a floor general, and I know you have Kyle Sturtevant and, and, and okay, but the absence of that has caused a guy like Michael DeVoe, go back to the Notre Dame game. And I know they're getting ready to play Boston College, but go back to the Notre Dame game and watch the last couple possessions. DeVoe was scared to give the ball up. He doesn't trust the teammates. And so what he's doing is he feels like he had to put all on his shoulders to where he's the only one that has to go and make a move. And I'm telling you, it's not a winning recipe. It's not a winning recipe in order if you have one guy to go through it all and, and do that. It's just not. And right now, that's the situation that they're in. Jordan Usher has been sloppy. He has had too much foul trouble and turnovers to really be a consistent option so far. Uh, Debo Coleman has talent on all levels. Miles Kelly as well. They're just getting introduced to the college game, and they did it in one of the toughest stretches of college basketball schedule we've seen all season long, especially when you go back to the Wisconsin game to now. It's been very tough. And then you have a guy in Khalid Moore who can't stay out of foul trouble as, as well. And so when you have guys you're trying to depend on, especially defensively, and that's where Georgia Tech's really struggled. In past years, defensively, You've been able to say, well, we're going to be solid on defense. It's going to be the offense is going to have to win us. You know, it's going to have to be able to put us over the top. And that happened at times last year. Now it's defensively you're breaking down. You don't really have much of that. And offensively, it's just a discombobulated mess where you have two to three guys standing at any point in the game out beyond the three-point line. while Michael DeVoe is inside and you have a big man who doesn't have great footwork clogging the lane. It's not a winning recipe. I know the Princeton-style offense. I know a lot of people want to get on Passner. Listen, he couldn't foresee any of this. He's had arguably one of his most tougher players, his scrappy guy out the, pretty much the whole season in Bubba Parma. We don't know what's going to happen as he's dealing soreness in that knee. But Georgia Tech is dealing with these issues, and they're real issues. And so, for me, how do you turn it? How do you say, okay, we're going to do this, and we're going to make this change? I don't know if the is on the roster right now because there's definitely not one for a big man. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. When you come to the big man situation, if Rodney Howard's not healthy and it's between Mecca and Saba, I'm going Mecca. Athleticism offers more upside, especially because athleticism is going to get you at least a couple rebounds and a couple hustle plays. And Mecca offers that. Now, is he raw? Yes, he's raw. The kid hasn't played a meaningful minute of basketball until he started playing the season until his senior year of high school, almost two years ago. And even that was shortened due to COVID. So you got to give the kid a break. But his athleticism offers the most upside, which is to me why he should be in the lineup. Jordan Usher's got to be more consistent. Just not even a question about it. It's He's got to be more consistent. He has to be challenged mentally, whatever it is, to be a better basketball player. Michael DeVoe, he, why he, you know, he feels the pressure to put up 25, 30, 35 points a game to even give the team a chance to win. And that's the reality of where this team is right now. Kyle Sturdivant it's not that he he's not turning the ball over, but he's not enough of a game changer to really be a difference maker on that end of the floor offensively. And then obviously with the young guys, they're going to continue to develop. I'm not as worried about them. Obviously, there's going to be lapses. There's going to be, you know, they're going to have to mature. Are we asking too much of them? Are we asking them to mature too quickly? I think in due time, they're going to be very, very good. And they, the recruiting class is part of that. And as we round up the show, I want to talk to you about that recruiting class because this is something for me that is – Kind of interesting and it's important, is a lot of you been asking, where is Georgia Tech looking and recruiting? And I'm gonna tell you right now, they are not going the high school route for the class of 2022. It's strictly portal. When they added the three guys in 2021, I think it created a log jam on the roster where there's not a lot of upside to bring in a guy. They've already missed out on some of their big targets. And especially when I mean big, I mean in stature. They've got a great group of wings that they got in last year. But what they're gonna have to do now is they're gonna have to turn around and say, okay. We need to, for better or for worse, go to the transfer portal and find an experienced big man. They need instant help to help with the roster, and that's kind of how they're going to go after it. They're going to look in the portal, and that's not going to happen until after the season. Well, listen, hey, I hope you enjoyed today's show. And, listen, I know it's a little bit of a downer, obviously, with the result of last night and everything and the Boston College game tonight for Georgia Tech men's hoops. But, listen, we're so excited, and I am so excited to be launching the YouTube channel with you talking about Georgia Tech Every single day. So what I need you to do is you all are almost at a hundred subscribers and there really hasn't been a real meaningful video. You had the one just sitting there with audio, but that doesn't count. This is it here on Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. We're going to keep rolling out the content. We're going to have some special guests subscribe, set up alerts. So, you know, every single time every single day when this show goes live. I'm pumped about it. Make sure to join the Discord. Follow me at Bryce underscore Kuhn. And I want to let you know that I'm so thankful that you made Locked on Georgia Tech your first listen each and every single day. You need to go check out Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. If you're listening in on a podcast platform, keep doing it. Leave those five-star reviews. we got to get some type of contest going. And if you're watching over on YouTube – Hit the subscriber numbers up. I want locked on ACC and I want locked on podcast to see what the Georgia Tech fan base is made of. That's all. It's been fun. We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll talk about the Boston College game and we may have a special guest on to talk about as well.